Hi. Okay, we're in a new area, a new little set. Today. Susanna has feng shuied us. <laughs> I have feng shuied us in my office back in my room. Yes. So, which um, I'm hoping makes me sharper and awake because now I'm realizing why I'm so foggy. I was getting my groove on last night at the Colony. Yes, stop. Folks, they have a Motown band. And I was getting my groove on and was up till two. And you now were not. I was. You were being Shane and the party animal. I know. And now, and I woke up this morning, I'm like, you're oh. way too old to think you no, can do this. No, you're not. Okay, well, tell my body that. There's <laughs> not a joint that doesn't And I hurt. was the exact opposite. I was in bed by like 8.30. Oh, yay. That's what I wanted I was to like, do. Just, I, the kids were still up and I'm like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> You guys can do whatever you want. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> That's where my body needed so, last yeah, night. But yeah. instead, it, 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 was, it was really Well, fun. you're looking good. Huh? Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. So today, we actually wanted to honor a request that we got right. from uh, a message from someone, one of our viewers. Mm -hmm. And she wanted us to talk about toxic relationships and friendships. Now, we have done an episode about toxic friendships. Yes. I don't think we've really kind of delved into the whole toxic relationship thing, like right. love relationships. Correct. And so we kind of wanted to talk about that. Um, and, you know, the interesting thing that I think um, we can say off the bat, I, I always feel like I, I see these things on um, on Instagram, like right. the, the memes or the, or the quotes that say, right. basically, if you're in a toxic relationship, get, get the F out, right, 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 <laughs> you right. know? But I will tell you from personal experience mm -hmm. that sometimes you can walk through them. Yes. Do you agree with that? I agree with that wholeheartedly. So two things I want to say on that. One, you have to walk through them. Has okay. anybody ever tried to do a beginning? <laughs> and that's it. Right. Not the middle and the end. Just do the beginning. beginning. Right. You can't. We can't do that with anything in life. Mm -hmm. The way we feel when you do a beginning of a relationship and it ends abruptly, you know how many people I deal with mm -hmm. that are a mess because there was no middle, yeah. there or was no end, and they just had the yummy, delicious first part, and then the person disappeared. Like, where did he... He ghosted me, I'm gone. And they're devastated. They just replay it a million times. So there's a process to relationships. Yeah. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And I strongly encourage people to do it all mm -hmm. and get to the place where they really are ready for the relationship to end or they're ready to walk away or, or it dies a natural death. Mm -hmm. But to try to like break it off mm -hmm. when you're still in it, you're just going to go back. So for those of you that are nodding right now going like, oh my God, I keep going back. Right. right you're not done. Right. You're not done. That's okay. So beginning, middle, and end. And the second thing I want to say about that is I, we want to blame somebody always. Like, uh, I would love, yes. I would love to it's be It's always like, the other person's Yeah. Fault. I would love to be like, <laughs> I'm I, perfect. Yes. I, this guy was such a jerk. He was such a narcissist. He was such a this. I picked him. Right. And I picked him for a reason. Yep. So there's always 50-50. And fascinatingly, lately I've been working with people and recognizing as they change, mm -hmm. their partner changes. Yep. Because it's not just an isolation. We are in relationship mm -hmm. together. And I picture a mobile you grab. That's probably not how you're supposed to say it. A mobile. I don't know. The <laughs> hangy thing in the corner. That's a mobile. Okay. Right? Mobile. Right. But that's Mobile, Alabama. It's a mobile. Uh, yeah. That anyway. hangy thing in the corner. <laughs> if you take one of the pieces and you let it go, the whole thing, thing shifts. And yeah. relationships, that's why I love being an imago therapist. If I stop crowding you, you come closer. Mm -hmm. It's a dance. So yes, you may 
toxic relationships sometimes are not really toxic. It's just that you're triggering the crap out of your partner and they're reacting all over the place. And when you step back and work on yourself, they step back. It's kind of fascinating. It is fascinating. Yeah. You know, the other thing I do want to make crystal clear is that we are not talking about violent relationships. Toxic mm. and violent are two different things. If you are in an abusive relationship, yeah. you have to get out immediately. So well, that's you have to get help getting out. Yeah, Let me pause you yeah. on that because if you're in a violent relationship, the number one time to get killed is when you leave. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a violent relationship, please, I think there's a, uh, a I want to say company called ADVA, mm -hmm. um, Assistance to an Domestic Violent and Organization. Yeah. Thank you. I, I should have not stayed <laughs> out last night to do this. You got so this. ADVA <laughs> um, for assisting domestic violence victims, right? And there's also victim services that's located at your local courthouse. They have a, de a department called Victim Services get assistance in getting out of those relationships because they're toxic and they're dangerous. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when the person says, that's it, I'm out, is when they are killed. Yeah. So please, you know, when somebody comes to me in the middle of an extremely violent relationship, I refer them to the experts. And I actually intern for domestic violence and I don't even feel like an expert in that. Yeah. So it's a very sensitive situation, but Victim Services is a great resource. And like I said, I think it's, it's ADVA. No, it's AVDA. It's A-V-D-A. It's Aid to Victims of Domestic, domestic Violence. Assault. Assault. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Two brains <laughs> makes one That's right. today. We got this. Um, okay, so now that we are uh, we handled that, because yes. this is really not a conversation about abusive no. relationships. This no. is more about toxic relationships. Yeah. And I think what happens, and, and I will tell you from personal experience, um, going through a, a relationship, you know, right after a divorce, mm -hmm. um, and he was like going through so much as well. He, I think he just lost his job. And literally we were in such stressful parts of our lives right. and trying to have a relationship with yes. each other and neither one of us was healthy. Right. And so I think when we say, you know, I'm in a toxic relationship, just so you understand what that means, you are not healthy at that point in your life. Right. right? You've attracted it. Right. You've signed on for it. You've Because listen... I mean, I don't mean to sound blunt, but like healthy people don't do those dysfunctional things. Thanks. You know what I mean? Like right. healthy people get in a relationship with somebody who's abusive and they're like, oh yeah, wrong person. You have, <laughs> mm -mm, no, sorry, right. bye. Right. And it's us codependents or us, you know, that will sign on for it and try to fix the other person and try to change them and all that good stuff. Right. So you have to have skin in the game. Yeah. Obviously, to be in that relationship to begin with, you yeah. can stumble into one, but you stumble right out if you're healthy. Right. You're done with it. Right. No questions asked. So let's talk a little bit about walking through these relationships because for me, I went back and forth and back and forth. So I'd break up with him and then I'd get back together with him and then I'd break up with him and then I'd get back together with right. him. I mean, it probably happened like 20, 20 times. Sure. And, um, and each time I, um, I felt crazy. Yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> and you can say you were. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> say that. I mean, I felt crazy. Yeah. And because my favorite expression is nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. And so this is what's fascinating to me. People break up and do nothing. Right. <laughs> Lay by the pool, have some lunch with a friend, right. cry to their girlfriend, like, drink a wine, right. have a bottle of wine, and then they're like, let's try it again. And I always say like, let's change. Right. Nothing. nothing. 
So nothing changes if nothing changes. So we have no judgment, obviously. No Susan and I always try to say, like, God, if you've done it, we've done it. I've been there. We've been there. I, I can't relate to going back and forth. But, um, no, I've done that. Like, I, my mom, I even have an expression for it with my mom. I'm like, ding, ding, I'm going in for round six. Right. Like, you got to go back in the ring. But... I totally just lost my train of thought. I'm never going dancing again. Um, but you, you have to, when you take a break, do some soul searching. Look at your 50%. This is the first rule of thumb or the first tool for toxic relationships is you are contributing to the dance. Even if you took a break for a weekend and you said to yourself and you pulled out a pen and paper and said, how am I contributing to, to the dance? How am I contributing to the misery? How are the fights starting? What's my part that I'm reactive, I'm defensive, I'm accusatory, mm -hmm. I'm watching, I'm hypervigilant, I chase them down and want to talk and they don't want to talk. Mm -hmm. And looking at your 50%, the Imago talks about all these different um, blends like a minimizer, maximizer. That's one person who turns the volume down. Mm -hmm. They say things like get over it. Yeah, chill out. <laughs> chill out. Someone tells me to chill out, I want to rip I'm their throats kill out. You. <laughs> I will kill you. How's that for chill out? Right? There's no straw in your throat. So yeah, so they say things like, you know, chill out, relax. It's not that big a deal. Why are you getting all worked up? And maximizers are clearly the opposite, which you and I might be, where we're like, you tell me to chill out, I'm going to kill you. If you try to pipe me down, I become very loud and very angry. So these two people always get together. So when you're looking at the dance as a maximizer, I do need to learn to take it down a notch. Mm -hmm. Like I remember one time I called my ex-husband and I go, it's, we have a catastrophic situation. <laughs> you know, like the word that I used was like catastrophic or we're in crisis. And he goes, oh my God, are the what kids happened? okay? Like yeah. he's expecting me to be like, I'm in the ER and Troy has no head left, you know? And he goes, what do you mean we're in crisis? I'm like, well, you know, our bank account or whatever. And he's like, no, that is <laughs> not, not a crisis. crisis. <laughs> so even people have been gentle and kind. Well, not necessarily him, but people have been gentle and kind with me saying, hey, your language is so dramatic. So that now when I want to call and say we have a catastrophe, I'm like, it's okay. not really a Take catastrophe. It right. So <laughs> I might lead with an I feel statement. Like, I feel really scared financially right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, then my husband can hear that. He'll be like, oh, okay, well, let's talk about it. Right. So the maximizer needs to take Calm it down. down. Calm down. A little bit. <laughs> right. But guess what? You minimizers, people die on your watch, man. Like, minimizers are, say things like, my 103 fever that my son has it's he's a kid they get fevers like it's been four days but i'm sure he'll be fine minimizing can be just as catastrophic in the sense that they don't respond or react they turn the volume down too much so in this dance your 50% as a minimizer is I need to hear better i need to be able to validate my partner and say i know how scared you are right now I would like for you to take a deep breath, but I hear you and we'll work on this yeah. and validate and take it up a notch. And the maximizer that's screaming needs to take it down a notch. You know, for me, it was really interesting because, it, you know, I thought I was perfect in this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are too. Hi, Michelle. Um, and uh, so what would happen is, because when you go through a divorce, you, and you know this, when you go through a divorce, you don't ever want to go back to screwing up 
again and going through another divorce or going through you another failed. breakup. You failed. You don't want to fail you again. You screwed that up. You yeah. don't want to go back through that again. Correct. So for me, going through the relationship after uh, my divorce was, um, okay, I see a red flag. Peace out. You know? You, I see, you know, you're, you're reacting in a way that I don't like. Peace out. I'm going to break up with you. Mm-hmm. And so every little thing... I would break up with him. <laughs> that must so, have been so fun for him. So then he had almost like PTSD <laughs> because every time he would like, he would be like, oh, is she going to break up with me again? You know? And so it was just this, it was a toxic, toxic way right. to have a relationship. Right. And so what I had to do was say, how am I responding to him? You know, in a way that, and really understand where he's coming from because he he was he would get loud. Mm-hmm. He's Italian, and so he would get loud, and that would you know trigger me because right. I'm like, okay, let's just you know take You're it down. You're in my yoga space, right? You need to <laughs> I'm very zen. You need yeah. to calm down, you know. And instead, trying to understand where this was coming from, I would just be like, I'm not talking to you anymore, and peace out. Right. And so that was really triggering for him. Because mm-hmm. you, know? you minimized him. Because I minimized him, mm-hmm. and he hated that. Right. You know, and he wanted to get the. The conversation over and get the thing out and I just want to be like okay I'm, I'm out of here right you know so that's such a common theme in relationships is that when we go through one I was married to a lawyer and then my next person was a construction worker which is kind of <laughs> right. kind right. of an extreme right. so like that's what we do right we're over here with mm-hmm. a Italian loud person mm-hmm. and then the next person we date we're looking for like somebody who's like a mind <laughs> right <laughs> The nods. Right. So we do that. So be aware that you that what a great insight that you were able to figure out. Hey, wait a minute. I gotta get to know this guy for who he is. And so the way that we do that, Suzanne, is we let the person know, hey, when you're loud, mm-hmm. it reminds me of what I went through for 16 years over here yeah. that was very scary for me. And I'm wondering if we can do this. I get that you're passionate and I love that you're passionate. But can we do it in a way that's not so scary for me? Right. Right. So we communicate and we let them know that when you're doing A, B, and C, it is a trigger for me. It's not your fault. Mm-hmm. The trigger's not your fault. It's mm-hmm. we call it the 90-10 rule in Imago. Mm-hmm. So you do this, you touch me, that's the 10%, and then I am like, I'm done. Peace out. Bye. See ya. Right. That 90% is everything you've ever gone through. Your divorce, your marriage, your boyfriend from high school, your dad, your mom, your brother, mm-hmm. anything that's in the past, it gets triggered, and now it's like I don't like loudness. Yeah, it's but true. You don't know that. No. I have no idea. So mm-hmm. for you to be able to say, that's really painful for yeah. me. And I know that I don't, I know you talk with your hands, Shannon, but you've knocked everything down on the table. Like, right. you know what right. I mean? like it's triggering for me to let people know whatever it is right. that they're doing, their passion or whatever, because otherwise you're just putting out his light. Right. He doesn't want to be here either because now I can't be myself. Right. Suzanne just caps me. Mm-hmm. I can't talk with my hands. I can't be big. I can't be loud. Mm-hmm. So you want to let them know what the trigger is for you mm-hmm. and just remember the pendulum swings. If you're married to a doctor, your next boyfriend's a construction worker, like probably somewhere in the middle is going to be healthy. Yeah. Right. So be aware when you're in that swing. Yeah. In that extreme. You know, the other thing I think, um, was me really, it was having that conversation mm-hmm. when he, when we both were in a calm space, yes. you know, not trying to have that. Here's how I feel thing. Um, you know, when we're in a screaming match, we're in a screaming match. I mean, it really was, you know, the next day saying, okay, 
here's here's how I'm feeling about this, right. and this is why it bothers me. And I and I understand where you're coming from, and I want to have a conversation with you about this, but I'm not going to have a conversation when you're screaming. Right. You know. Right. It's so too it was. So that was kind of where we were going with that. And then my part right. was saying to him, I'm going to work on not feeling like I have to run every time I get upset with you. Yes. You know? Yes. And so that was my part. Right. And so I think that if you can, like I said, in these toxic relationships or these unhealthy relationships, you have to really change yourself. Because yes. when I started to change, when my reaction changed to him, his reaction, his changed. reaction changed to me. Yeah. You know? Yes. What you're describing is another thing that's so common just to kind of help people because there's so many of these themes that are common mm -hmm. so another common theme is there's always one person in a relationship that that does the whole I can't do this <laughs> I, this isn't gonna work right. you know and even married people are like maybe we messed up right. maybe we should just walk away right. maybe we should divorce and throwing the divorce word out the there. divorce word and every couple does that and who do they always do that to the person who has an abandonment wound right. who's like oh my god you're gonna Leave me. Right? Yeah. And so then that person gets clingier. Mm -hmm. And then the clingier they get, the more they're on you. And the more you're, you're like, like yeah, bye. <laughs> I, I can't do this. Right? right? So then the more you go, I can't do this. So I actually, interestingly, even though I tend to be more clingy, mm -hmm. I actually was the one in my marriage with my husband um, nine years this month, actually, next week. Oh, congratulations. Um, I was the one that would be like, I don't know if this is going to work. And then you'd be like, level, like, I'm sorry, what? We yeah. got married a month ago. Like, what do you mean? And so what I realized is having been married and divorced, right. I had a trigger around, I am not going to be trapped. Right. You're not going to trap me in hell. Like, if right. we're going to do this, I'm out, right? right? So what I learned was I needed a release valve. I needed a pressure relief. So I needed to be able to say or do something that told me, I don't need to say if I don't want to. Like if I don't, I'm not trapped. So you need to do that, but you don't need to do it to your to partner because it devastates them. Yeah. I literally tell people, and this is what I did for, for years, and I don't even need to do it anymore, which is exciting, but I used to just go in the bathroom and I would tell them you're off. Oh, excuse me, you and I, we're done. Oh, I am so out of here. I do not need to put up with this. I am not trapped in this. I will divorce your ass in a New York minute. I and I would get it out and then I would be like, trapped and as soon as but you're I, not doing it to your partner but he's on the other side of the house watching yeah. football and has no idea that I just divorced him and took all his money and you know whatever it is like I need and it's fascinating people need the, the pressure release, release. Yeah. those of us that feel scared of being trapped or that were in marriages that were so painful and we were hurting for so long and mm -hmm. we finally got out you're not strapping me down again right so that's fascinating that, you know, and, and what I just realized over the past year when I recommend it to people, I'm like, oh, I haven't had to do that in years, but I needed to, that was the transition from doing it in the relationship to not doing it. I couldn't just stop. When I say, oh, don't do that. That hurts him. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. Because it hurts me to feel trapped. Right. So figuring out what it is that's triggering you and how you can deal with that trigger without impacting the other person. Because when you tell somebody you're done with them. They feel thrown away. And I yeah. guarantee it's going to be somebody who's been thrown away before. Yeah. And that's their wound. And you're going to devastate them. Yeah. So that's kind of like walking through. That's what you need to do to walk through. Right. And if and nobody, no matter how many times you need to go back. Um, but what Shannon was saying is it's really important when you do take those breaks, you're really looking at yourself and right. looking at your part of what's triggering that other person or making the relationship more toxic than it has to be. 
And the tool again for that, another tool is to ask yourself what it reminds you of. Because it's the, if you're hysterical, it's historical. So the 90-10 rule is that if you're getting triggered by them and you're blaming them and you can't figure out what you, your part is, you're like, no, they, 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 they. And all your friends are like, oh, yeah, he's awful, right? They right. co-sign it. Right. You say <laughs> to yourself. Right. Your friends, friends always do. co-sign yeah, it. Yeah, they're like, oh, get rid of <laughs> Yes, he is awful. No, you're better than that, girl. So what you need to do is ask yourself, what do these feelings remind me of? It reminds me of my marriage. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of my dad. It reminds me of my relationship with my sister and I felt alone and whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then there's the trigger. Mm-hmm. Now if you can educate them, hey, when you do that, it brings me back here. Can we tweak it? Maybe they can't, but even knowing how you feel, they might be able to soften it or add something like, hey, I know this is hard for you, but I do need to do A, B, and C. Right? So that's how we negotiate these relationships. Yeah. You know, and it's so funny, I just had a girlfriend going through some, you know, some issues with, um, with her significant other and, you know, she was, you know, so devastated and trying mm-hmm. to figure out and, you know, she's like, do you think he's a bad guy? I'm like, no, he's so not a bad guy. He's the greatest guy, but you guys just have to figure out how to react to each other, yes. you know, in a way that's not, um, so volatile. Right. You know, and, and that's the black and white thinking, right? Like I, I used to totally believe you're either a monster or you're a saint. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. And is there anything so in between? Not true. Right. Yes. And it's like, no, they hurt you, but they're not a monster. Right. Doesn't mean they're awful or right. they're great, because that's that black and white thinking that a lot of us do. So right. we dump people because we're like, oh, he's a monster. He lied. Right. Uh, newsflash: Lots of people lie, lie. Yes. when they're scared. They lie because they're afraid you're going to dump them. They right. lie because they're codependent. People lie for lots oh, of different reasons. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're like a misogynistic murderer. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's finding that middle ground. You know, I think the hard part, and it was for me when I kept going back and going and coming, you know, breaking up and going back and breaking up and going back was, you know, should I walk away for good? Mm-hmm. And how do I know? Because I kept kept feeling felt kept feeling drawn to this person like how do I know that that it's not good for me period and you know what I think the answer to that is what you just described is the opposite of the answers which is you changed and he changed Mm -hmm. you changed you worked on you and he changed and worked on him Mm -hmm. you changed the dynamic and the dynamic changed how you know you're in a bad relationship you have read the books, you have gone to therapy. Hi, Lori. Um, you do everything you need to do to change and nothing changes in the relationship. And you are still, you've twisted into a pretzel, you've done this, you've read this book, you've stopped banging on the door, you've stopped saying, I'm gonna break up, you've stopped all of it. And you still feel wounded all the, the time. time. And you're letting them know, hey, here's what I'm doing. Could you do this? And they're not, and they're like, hey, it is what it is. This is who I am if you can't. You know, if you can't deal with it, then leave. That's really insightful. Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is, when I used to go to the Rick Brown um, workshop weekend, and I love Rick Brown. He's actually retiring. He did the mm-hmm. Imago Couples weekend. Right. And he's amazing. And one of the things he would say is, I have good news and bad news for you guys at the very end of the weekend. And everybody would be like, okay, go, which do you want to hear first? <laughs> right. And he's like, oh, I don't know. You know, and he'd go, well, the good news is you need to change. And he's like, and the bad news is you need to change, right? (laughs) So it's like you, and and so any of those relationships where people come in and they tell me like, hey, he just said like, I am who I am and I'm not changing and you don't like it. 
And I think people do that defensively because really you can't go into a relationship trying to change people. Right. But if we're not both willing to work on, on the issues. relationships and our issues and we're not yeah. both in, willing to like lean in and lean out and mm -hmm. shift, not change who you are. I'm not right. asking you to become a wallflower right. and right. not have a personality like you do. But right. you know, if I let you know, hey, this is painful for me and you're mm -hmm. like, well, I don't care. It's what I do. That is a relationship that you need to walk away from eventually because yeah. you're literally just signing up for it's a self-inflicted gunshot wound I call it right. you're signing up for the pain you know who they are you've shown them 18 sides of yourself you've worked on it you've read the book you've tried therapy they are the same and you're still aggravated and miserable yeah you need to go right they are who they are right it's not personal right. I, I tell people all the time like that lamp will still be a lamp when you come next week. Right. right. You know what I mean? So yeah. if they're not willing to shift and that you're not seeing that your change is changing them and right. this is right. a dance that's shifting, then let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, when I was able to talk to him and say, this really bothers me. And, you know, it, sometimes it was like little snide comments and I felt personally wounded by them, right. you know, and I know he wasn't meaning, meaning to hurt me, yeah. but it really, they, they really hurt me. Sure. And so when I said to him, these really bother me and let me give you specific examples because I think when you can give someone, because a lot of times we do things and we're like, what are you talking about? Right. You know, right. I, don't, I don't say snide comments right. to you. I would never do that to you. Right. But then if you write them down and say, this is what you said to me and this is what you said to me and this is what you said to me and it was like a light bulb went off of him right. he was like oh I didn't realize that that really hurt you right. and I was like it does right you know right. so write down these things that are really starting to that trigger you you know because don't just think oh well you say mean things to me you know because right. you they need, we, we all need specifics yeah, we need to understand Right. what you're talking about. And when I wrote them down mm -hmm. and gave him specific examples, it really was an eye-opener for him. Right. And he has completely stopped that. And that's how you know you have a great guy because you said to somebody, this is painful for me, and they said, oh my God, I love you so much, I don't want to hurt you. Right. You know you're in a toxic situation that needs to be ended when you say that. And then my favorite, my personal favorite is, you're so sensitive. Sensitive. <laughs> God, you're so another vulgar. thing. You're I want so, to rip your throat out. Yeah, when you straw to the trade. Yeah, you're taken out. That's exactly what it would be, right? right. It would be like, oh well, if you weren't so sensitive, Suzanne, right. like I'm joking with you, right. and you don't have a sense of humor. Right. That's shaming. That's attacking. That's character assassination. Right. And that person, bye. Right. Right. You know. Hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. Anne says so true. Communication is the key. It's everything. Yes. Yeah. And. Calm, yeah. <laughs> calm communication. Right, right. right. <laughs> communication can come in all forums. And you know, I do this. It's so funny. My poor husband. I'm hanging you out to dry today. <laughs> we did this yesterday. We haven't done it in a really long time because we've got great communication. But he he has been working so hard, and it's so hot out there. Oh my oh. god, he is like he's a on UPS edge. driver. He's UPS, so, so he's yeah. hot. And so he he was on the phone in the heat, and I said something. I could feel his agitation. I said, honey. We're having trouble right now. I said, why don't you figure out how you're feeling mm -hmm. and then call me back and let me know. And he goes, don't do your psycho. I'm like, don't do that feelings crap on me. I, I know. It never, must be hard to have a psychotherapist But now. you know what's so funny? He's literally never said that in nine years. And I went, okay, now I know you're crazy. And I said, I really am trying to understand where you're coming from. Right. 
and you don't know where you're coming from right now because right. I know that of him right. and when you figured out I want you to let me know and that's how we do this marriage by right. the way we don't just say who wants to talk about psychobabble feelings I go remember what marriage you're in and he goes you're right you know and he came around in like 15 minutes and he's like you're right here's what's going on but for people that do that all the time, like I was like, oh no, we're not going to do the whole, you're a psycho crazy therapist, right? right? Because right. that's a character assassination. Yeah. So he knew day one, if you don't want to do feelings, don't marry, marry me. me. <laughs> yes. Don't marry I'm me. I'm all about feelings. I'm doing feelings, yeah. right? You know, Steve said that to me once about, don't do your yoga thing on me. <laughs> and I was like, you need some Zen. I'm going to walk away. <laughs> right, right. And, and because are, I am about yoga. That's, that's what I'm about. That's who you are. That's, that's who right. you are. Right. So yeah, you're not going to change the core of people. And if you are looking at changing the core of people, yeah. really, it's please leave. Happen. That's not even fair. Yeah. For someone to tell me to be logical all the time and be a lawyer, I'm not. I'm right. a therapist. Right. Right. So if you're not wanting to do feeling, skip me. Right. You know? Right, and if you get triggered by someone who is outgoing and social, you probably yeah. shouldn't be with Walk that guy, away. you know? Yeah. And it's not because he's a bad guy. Right. It's just because you guys aren't meant to be. You're not a match. Yeah, you're, you're not, not a match. match. But with that said, you can be with the social guy and you can say, hey, when you flirt with every, every single, single person waitress, in the room. <laughs> right, it's painful for me and it makes it, could you just, when you're talking to that one, could you wink at me right. and let me know like, there's my girl. Right. Or this is my girlfriend. Let me introduce you to her. That one too. That's that right. one too. Julian says, perfect timing. I needed to hear this today. Oh, good, Aww, Julie. Yay. See, this is your message from the universe. Yay. What your friends will tell you is today's message from the universe. I yeah. always say that. It's a I'm sign. I'm so glad I woke up. Yeah. I'm so much clearer We would not have even been here today. Talk about relationships and how they work well. We would not have even been here today if it wasn't for Shannon. I'm in my head about this show and, and how to make it better. And so she was like, we just have to do it. Right. <laughs> you know? You need to stop <laughs> trying to make everything so perfect and we just got to do it. It does not sound familiar because I said that to you three years ago. <laughs> we almost never made it here because she kept planning it. I'm like, right. could we just do, do something? It, right. <laughs> today's episode anything yes. else you want to add about toxic relationships I just think? keep yourself safe i mean there's a lot of great resources out there obviously what we were talking about today toxic it, it was i remember it was toxic for you it was toxic for your soul and yet it's not you've made shifts and all the shifts have, ha have occurred so we're not really talking about verbally abusive relationships where you're being just character assassinated daily or relationships with a narcissist or relationships that are violent. violent. So please, no. there's yeah. a ton of my, one of my favorite books is called the verbally abusive relationship and a fun little insight. If you pick somebody who's verbally abusive, there's a chance you'll pick up that book and go, holy crap, so am I. So again, it is the yin and the yang, but you know, there's resources. So do, you know, it's not just this, there's so many other levels to relationships. So do your research. If you feel like you're in a verbally abusive relationship, pick up that book. Yeah, but I think I want to just repeat what you said at the beginning too, which was if you are healthy, you will not get into an unhealthy relationship. Right. So you won't all, stay. You, you won't, won't stay, stay in an unhealthy yeah, relationship. Yeah, because you can It is very anywhere. important for you to take care of yourself, yourself. your psyche, your look emotional health. Yeah. Look at what triggers you. Yeah. Look at what your past has has had, you know, because your past, that's that's where you are in relationships. Yeah, you're trying yeah. to heal your past. Right. I have somebody right now who is really impressive and she is just coming to still look at herself and she went back to a situation and mm -hmm. it's it's shaping up so differently yeah. because she's changed. Yeah. It's really cool. 
Yeah. All right. Well, don't forget to um, share our episodes. Go to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. We have yes. all of our videos up on YouTube. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Yes. Um, we, if you just are in the car and want to listen to our episodes, we are up on podcast on all the podcast service providers, whatever that's called, mm -hmm. um, iTunes and Google Play and all that yes. stuff. And let us know your ideas because this idea came from somebody and I love it. So thank yeah. you to the person that gave us this idea. I, when I first heard it, I thought, oh, we already done, we've already done this, but this is a different angle. Yeah. So please. We did toxic friendships, which yes. I mean, you have a lot of the same things. I mean, it's right. about setting, I mean, I think more in friendships. If you want to go back and look at our toxic friendships um, episode, that was more about setting boundaries. And work. Toxic work relationships yes, we talked about on that toxic one. work relationships yeah. as well. Um, so definitely go back and check some of our old episodes because we we have done, I mean, this is our 47th episode, <laughs> so we have tackled a lot of issues. But if you have a specific topic you want us to talk about, please, please leave it in the comment section and let us know. Yes. And if you, um, if you have uh, just any comments you want to leave about our show, please let us know. Let us know how you like our new Yes, we're trying to be better. We've got things. new things coming and <laughs> new things are coming. So yes. please give us your feedback because now's the time. Yep. All right, yes. Shannon. Thank you. Love I know, you. I love you. <laughs> we love you guys. Love you guys. Okay. Bye. bye.